Good Gab, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. Okay, I don't know about you, but I know about me and my family, and we love to cook. And we have one of the hottest food bloggers in Spokane right now. It's uh, going to be amazing. You're learn about Thai food. This is Suwani Lennon. Suwani, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Well, t tell us what's going on. We, we see you in the paper. We see you in the libraries. <laughs> you're everywhere. What's, what's happening? Yes, yeah, just, you know, just keeping myself busy. Um, so I am Suwani, and I have a Thai food blog at simplysuwani.com. I, let's see, I've been, how did I get started on this blog? Um, four years ago, I started my blog, and it's all Thai recipes. And I wanted to have a career where I can stay home with my kids, but also dig into my Thai culture. I'm half Thai, half American. And so the Thai part of me in America, I wanted to bring the two cultures together. That's how I started sure. the, this blog. And also I wanted to learn more about my the history of Thailand. And so, yeah, that's how I get, got started on this um, this blog. What kind of stuff were you learning as you started this journey? A lot of things. Yeah. First of all, running a business. Yeah. <laughs> so many different hats and just running your own business, being um, an entrepreneur and marketing, um, all the different things, you know, as business owners, small business owners, we have to do to have our business be successful. So all these different things yeah. I'm learning. Marketing, finance, people. Everything, everything. And so... Podcasts. That's yeah. right, yes. And then marketing. This is part of the marketing, right? So, um, yeah, and I'm learning about my Thai culture, um, the history of food and ingredients. And also I love presenting my images in a way that is beautiful. And I want to tell stories with these images that I present on my blog and online. When I looked <clears> at your blog right after, I think it was a newspaper article came out and I was like, Hey, who is this? What's happening? And your images are beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Is that, where does that art come from? Um, so I started with photography when I was in Okinawa, Japan. My husband was military for 20 years. And so we traveled all over the world. Our first station was in Okinawa, Japan. And I had graduated from college and I couldn't find a job overseas because it was just a bit more difficult for spouses and with options, were op limited options. And so I wanted to pursue photography and it was something that I've always wanted to do but never really dig deep into it and I'm like all right let's see where this goes and we got a digital camera and I just took off from there travel the world just um, backpacking through Southeast Asia to learn the art of photography what? and also <laughs> the stories that I lived through in Thailand um, so when I first came to the U.S., we'll get into all of that too. When I first came to the U.S., I didn't know English at all. And my way of ex expressing myself, my words, my emotions were to use art. And photography was another channel for me to express my emotions and the stories and the experience that I had lived through. And also the showing the world the uh, beautiful things that I was seeing and interpreting it from my heart to present it to the world with my photos. That's incredible. Yeah, when you don't have a voice and language. I've never experienced that before, but it seems really intimidating. Yes, very intimidating. <laughs> I hardly knew any English. Um, I don't really want to get into that story now, but we absolutely can. Well, in incredible. So, okay, so you're military, you're traveling all over, 
Is that how you got to Spokane? Correct. Yes. Okay. So our second station was um, Spokane, and we came here and just felt like it felt like home here, small enough, but not too big, and just felt like it was a good place for us to have a route. It was a good hub, you know, to get on major flights from Spokane to Seattle, to Thailand, to Asia, to anywhere in the world. And we just felt like this was the right place for us to stay. And we bought a, ho- a home, and then we ended up going to other places, and then we came back. Oh, you just, knew you were coming back. Yeah, we knew. We, we kept our home, and we came back just about five years ago. And that's when I started my food blogging and yeah, my, yep, that's how we got started. It's wild. A lot of people end up in Spokane, you know, through that military path. And Fairchild has uh, been a, an incredible, I don't know, almost like a partner of Spokane, right? Because it's its own city. It's its own people. <laughs> it's its own culture. It's the military. So. Skillskin, we work on the base. We cut every blade of grass, do all of the um, uh, watering and take care of all the sprinklers we clean every building out there wow. so that's our organization what we do we even serve the food at the dining halls out okay. there wow. um, and so it's like we we're part of this little microcosm but then people seem to like this community and like yourself like your husband you stayed correct and you got to bring your experiences here mm-hmm. yes well so now that you made that decision you're here you started the blog how is that being received it's been a journey for me because I'm naturally an artist, not a business owner. So I've had to learn all these different things like when we talked about earlier. Um, And it's been well received in our small community because there's not a whole lot of Asians or a lot of um, culture, uh, other cultures. Well, back then when I was here about 20 years ago, but I've as I started Things changed my, a whole lot, a whole lot. They? And there's a lot more diversity yeah. now, which I love. And I feel like my contribution to our community is that bringing diversity and also linking the two cultures, Thai and American together in our community. And I love being a part of that. Well, uh, yeah, as you weave that story, it's like, I want to be about that story. Yeah, like we, we cook a lot of Thai at Dude. home. And oh, I fun. sent your blog <laughs> uh, to my wife and some I'm the chopper. <laughs> So I'm real good at that. And, chef. <laughs> and she layers the flavors. Oh, like I wonderful. thought I was good. I was not. Yeah. So okay, well. yeah. Truth be told, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that good. But I'm good at chopping. Um, and so, yeah, just going and you know, when we started to explore that world, we're like, okay, well, where do we go to find ingredients? And we started like uncovering a different world. I've been in Spokane for my whole life. And, you know, I knew about like, best Asian market down on Sprague. Like that was a spot I'd go, that's where I'd go get my Thai chilies. But then there's like more places, more community, more people to kind of plug into. Correct. So yes. I, I just love that. That's, that's what you're doing. Yes. And yeah. I've, I love educating people too. Um, not just about the food, but the culture and the people and just being able to link the people, uh, uh, Americans with Asian, even in the Asian stores, you know, and having them come together. And because I fostered relationships with the store owners over the years of going there weekly yeah. to buy my ingredients. Yeah, and well, so, yeah, you can't keep showing up someone and not know, <laughs> not be in relationship. <laughs> Correct. Right? And I love yeah. people. So I'm always chatting yeah. away and getting to know I can them. See that about yeah. You. So thank yeah. you. Um, what is something that you'd like to tell our listeners, though, maybe about Thai culture and how that inner intertwinedness with you know American culture? Uh, it's a beautiful culture, it really is, and I hope everyone gets a chance to go. If not, maybe try Thai food. I'm sure you know Thai food is everywhere, and a lot of people love Thai food. And I hope people get to experience um, the 
differences in culture. You know, um, I try to go back as often as I can, and then when I, I go there, I bring the American culture to my Thai family. So I. Dang, you're the ambassador of Spokane. <laughs> not New quite, title. Not quite, not quite. But the interesting thing about me is that being uh, biracial is that um, when I'm in one culture, I feel like I'm still not a part of the other. And when I'm in Thailand, I feel like I'm, it's kind of like a mink, uh, floating in between cultures. And it used to be a source of, of like confusion, but now it's more like, okay, you know what? It's a privilege, actually. Just the, you know, perspective change in that and almost a maturity, too, of like, I'm bringing cultures to my Thai family. Also, I'm bringing Thai culture to my American family. And so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I can see that. Yeah, that burden that you were feeling, but that's changed now. Correct. Now it's the, a privilege to be able to be the bridge. It truly is. And also to be able to see things from a bird's eye view of two cultures, how the differences and where the miscommunication can be from one culture to another. Wow. Where do we screw up? Like, when we, like <laughs> I'm curious, though. Like, I'm just thinking about myself here. Uh, or any of our listeners who are going to get on a plane and they're going to, you know, go to Bangkok or go south of Phuket. Like, where? Yeah. Like, what should we be, any ideas, like, what should we be thinking about? You've been to a lot of places, so you have great experience in this. Like, when we're immersed, being immersed in another culture, you have any, any thoughts around that? Like, how to present? I be do. Open? Um, I think to go into a different culture, um, it's always good to know a few words or the polite words. Hello, thank you, how are you, you please, all those. Just got a few basic words, you know, and knowing those words show the people in the culture that you're you're making an effort because english is universal all over the world but for us to get a little bit uncomfortable learning something new to present that to the locals you are going to be seen as someone who tries a little bit harder and you're going to be welcome in a different way and i've seen that over and over again you know for even just say hello or thank you in in their language it's just a beautiful thing and the same thing with thai culture it's a very warm and friendly culture and if you hear someone making an effort, your family almost immediately, <laughs> you get invited, you know, to um, home cooked dinners and things like that. I heard uh, I'm, I'm taking that advice. There you go. I want to get invited to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, and so simple, right? It's just try. Try. Yeah. Just a little bit. Be involved. Love that. Thank yes. you. Yes. Well, and so, you know, we're here in the library right now and we were talking off camera a little bit about your you've been engaged with the library system. Like you're saying, Hey, show up, let me talk more to, you know, the public you're inviting them in. <laughs> What's been that experience been like? It's been an amazing experience for me. The library has been such a source of, um, encouragement and also give me the opportunities to, to present myself, my work and what, who I am, what I'm doing, telling my story and also to tell, to show my work with my food blog and also my dream of, um, feeding my village um so that project i don't like calling it project but it let just you know for easy you know sake to just it this idea of my mission a mission oh i love that okay so my mission of feeding the people in my village i feel like the library has really kind of pushed that mission forward for me with getting exposure bim enabling me to 
talk about it and share about that experience. So it's been an incredible opportunity with the Spokane Library, and I'm truly, truly grateful. Well, bring us into that dream. What does that What does that look like? Okay, so tell us about your village. I will. I will. And so, what I left Thailand when I was 13 years old. Um, I was brought to the U.S. by an American woman. She was working in Thailand in a refugee camp, but then she decided that she wanted to see other parts of Thailand. So here's a story. Uh, my I grew up in a leprosy village in one of the 13 colonies or villages in Thailand. I grew up in the smallest one. And within these colonies, the, a, a Thai doctor brought in her work to help the leprosy patients and their families. So my American mom, who wasn't, I didn't call her American mom then, American woman, met this leprosy doctor and they got together and traveled to different villages and colonies, and mine was one of them that she came to visit. And when she saw me being a biracial children looking different than everyone else, she said, uh-huh. what is that white Caucasian child doing here? And then Dr. Hughes started telling my story to her and telling how it was unsafe for me as um, a vulnerable child in a, uh, in, in a leprosy village to an uh, elderly parents that I wasn't able to fend for myself or had the opportunities to um, for the future and so this American woman took matters into her own hands and decided to bring me to the U.S. and that's how I came to America so back to feeding the village mission I before I left I grew up with my aunt and my uncle in the village who had leprosy before I left my aunt took me around to my small village of 300 people, maybe 50 homes. It's like in a horseshoe shape village. Okay. And in front of those homes were dirt path that we walked through. And then we would go to each home. It was like a small community of people. We're all very close to each other. And it was a small place, like a big family. Is this in the hills or like flat? Oh, flat. flat. Yeah. The uh, northeast side. There's a little pond in the okay. middle on the, the horseshoe side. Uh-huh. That's where the pond and then outside there are rice fields and other lakes or oh, not lakes, ponds, small other ponds around there. Jungle. Uh-huh. Next to a jungle. And, um, so before I left the entire the, the village to come to Bangkok to process all the paperwork to come to the U.S., she took me around to each home and they, um, to say goodbye. And as I said goodbye to each one of them, they gave me a cotton cloth, which is a Thai traditional uh, cloth, like a Buddhist cloth of, of rolling the cloth together, put it, wrap it around your wrist to send off, to give you blessings and the utter prayers or words of blessings and good luck for the future. And they did that. And so my wrist was all filled with white cotton yeah. cloth. And before I left, each one of them um, slipped me uh, Thai bills, small bills. Just And then they all said, this is something for you to take for the future this is something for you for your for your new world for the new world that you'll be entering into i may or may not see you again but i want to get share this with you so that you are able to have a little something i was 13 years old and they did this so when i came to the u.s the village came around you and said part of their hopes and dreams were embodied in you correct (gasps) correct and I didn't understand oh. the huge gesture until I was older. I was only 13, right? So as I was older, I was older. I realized, like, wow, that gesture wasn't just a casual thing at all. wasn't small at all. It was 
So I, first of all, these villages, their government subsidized homes. They were depending on the government for medicine, for care, for income. Mm -hmm. These leprosy patients were locked into this gated community. They weren't allowed to go in or out without permission. And so they, were, they didn't have income coming in. They'd had rice, a land that they can farm on, but rice farming, you know, with leprosy uh, disease bodies, it was just extremely difficult. And so I realized this, this huge gesture from their heart that, that they would give something to me when they barely had anything for themselves. And I've always had this dream of going back to feed them. And I was just waiting for the opportunity and the platform to do it. And finally, when my husband retired from the military a year and a half ago, I said, I'm going after my dream. I'm going, I'm going after my goals. One of them was to start a food blog. So I had a platform to speak from, to share my story, and also sharing their stories. And with that, I want to feed the people in my village. And so I did, I offered cooking classes to raise money to go back to Thailand to feed the village. I wanted to feed mostly the leprosy patients because uh, with leprosy now, it's not contagious and a lot of them right. do not spread the disease anymore and they're older. So that means a disappearing generation. They are um, they're dying off and as they get older. Um, and I didn't want to wait anymore. And I am like, you know what? My priority is to feed these aunties and uncles who have leprosy. And I wanted to um, give care and love to them you know because of the what they have given me and so I'm like all right I don't have a whole lot but this is how much I came up with I'm like and I talked to my Thai family the like, younger people this, do this. I'm like can you help me with this mission and first of all they they are also you know struggling and living in poverty as well I said but this is what I want to do can you help me with this and I was hesitating to ask for help from people who are struggling already but I said but this is my mission and my vision can we make it happen I I hope it's not going to stress you out too much with them having to work and wanted to be respectful of their time and their schedule as well I was like yeah they're just like okay sure Sure. Just casually. So that was just in like that block in your mind. You're like, I want to be really respectful. But no, they just came around again. Yeah. Said, yes, let's correct, do this. Correct. Correct. Ah. And I, at first they didn't, weren't as excited. I'm like, okay, so they're hesitating. So I'm going to be very careful. I'm like, even if they can't help me, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to go to the market and figure it all out and be there and do this mission of mine, you know? And so once I got there and I talked to them some more in Thai, where I was able to express myself and express my, my, my vision mm -hmm. and they're like okay what do you need I said I need to go to the market maybe several times to buy ingredients fresh ingredients and we also need to buy dried goods for the elderly for them to have something to keep I'm like all right let's go we got in this old <laughs> rusty truck went to the market everyone from the village oh not the my my family we have a family of like what, 14 15 people so like 12 of us went to the market and they just had two three carts <laughs> All the things. Like, yeah. you don't do the talking because over there, I'm the white girl, right. you know, and the white foreigner. And uh, because I'm half Thai, so I look very Caucasian and different. They didn't let me do the shopping in the like, local we market. This. Because, yeah. well, we want the deals. well, here's the thing about Thailand. Like, there's foreigner price and there's a local price. And so, like, you... As it should be. Like, you stand away, maybe half a block, <laughs> <laughs> several feet away, but we'll do the talk and the shopping and, like, done. You know, and it was so much fun getting them involved and to have them give back as well yeah that now it's building it's, yeah, it's right a, it's a movement correct yes so and i said let's do this every year and they're on board and i'm excited uh, so back to the feeding we got all the ingredients together and then it was during thai new year festival the uh, in april it's called songkran which is water festival 
in Thailand and everyone from the cities would come back home. It's like Christmas and Thanksgiving for us here. Songkran is everyone just close chops and they go home to spend like time with family. Like some families here in Spokane who head home during that time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so that everyone came home, that the whole village was full. Like this is a great opportunity to feed the, the village. But I wanted to focus on the elderly patients, the epilepsy patients first. And so we got our ingredients, our groceries, and then this is the second part of this whole thing. The women in my village, about 15 of them of the same group, they're a little bit older than me. They're leprosy patients, children of leprosy patients. Uh-huh. So in my village, there's the elderly patients, the first generation, and then the children of the second generation. Myself is also second generation. And then those children have kids, yeah. the third. And now there's fourth and going on fifth generation in the village, in these colonies now. So these women from the second generation came together. And the most beautiful thing about the Thai culture is that, I don't know, my village, I think specifically, I realized this too, is very unique. We're so tight-knit in this, it's not gated anymore, but the um, small, like, broken-down gates are there. But we've, sure. we've gone through this experience together and lived together in being the leprosy uh, people, that's what we were called, you know. And so we're really close. And when I had this idea of feeding, my whole family just cleared up the kitchen. And then the women, these 15 women came together and they just started chopping all these fresh ingredients from the market, fresh meat, dried goods. We put it all together and we brought food to the elderly patients. And we had so much food. We're like, all right, guys, I think we're good. Let's invite everyone. And as we went around distributing food and dried goods for the patients, we invited everyone to come eat and everyone came at their yeah, own they time started to come in yeah so it was like a kitchen you know that everyone just yeah. came in at whenever they could and all day all evening <laughs> it was just like I a big conversations party. were amazing so fun laughing and giggling and cooking and eating the hot in this freaking what 103 degrees <laughs> yeah, 100, i think i was dreading during the hot the heat wave too you know it was just so hot that we're like all right let's keep on eating and then we had enough food for the second day wow I'm like all right everyone come back there's enough food to go around let's eat i was just my mind was just completely blown by this point i'm like wow with so little that i brought i could do so much this is so doable. Why did I wait yeah. so long? You know, but I believe in, you know, the right timing of everything. And Definitely. so yeah, you were ready. The village was ready. And my family. That second generation mm-hmm. uh, of women of women was ready. Correct. Yes. So I told them I want to come back and do this every year. And I'm like, okay, done. Done deal. So do you have plans for the second year? Uh, yes. I was actually going to go in January, but with the ankle injury, um, I have to postpone it. I'm hoping to go back this April. Um, but again, the injury, we'll see where it's at, um, if not by the end of the year, for sure. Um, so is the blog and the cooking classes still kind of being the funding mechanism? Or are you inviting other people to just say, hey, I have something to give. Can I give it to you to you know bring back to your village? Have you made that kind of ask yet? From my family? No, from like the community. I have Because maybe people even on our uh, um, podcast might be interested. In yes, that. I would. Yeah, I am asking. And, and my first trip, I wanted to be careful about asking because I want to show them first show everyone like hey see this is what i'm doing and i'm a photographer as well so i want to show the photos like i'm not just going out there i'm not just talking about it i'm doing this but i also 
it's hard to ask, right? Sure. I'm sure a lot of us are, you know, can relate to that, especially asking for money. It's just difficult. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to do I'm the this. worst at it. I, I am too. <laughs> and I said, I want to do this on my own. And I wanted to enjoy Thailand as well. And I didn't want people to question my motives, question yeah. my integrity, you know? And so I said, I'm going to come up with the, the fund myself for the first time and show the world that this is what I want to do. And even when I didn't ask, friends still donated. You know, I told them like, okay, thank you, you know. And yeah, and the second time, I mean, that's why I'm doing this, um, the programs with the library to get more exposure and people have uh, volunteered to help and donate. And I'm thankful, incredibly thankful for that. And I hope this is a project and a mission that I can keep going for, um, for every year and hopefully expand to other villages as well. I love that so much. I want, uh, yeah, listeners, you know, get on the blog. What's your blog again? It's simply Suwani. It's simply just the word simply. And then Suwani, it's S-U-W-A-N-E-E my name.com yeah. get on it follow <laughs> it see what's going on yes. okay so i i would be um remiss if i didn't ask you like where to find some of the good ingredients <laughs> like the longal and some of like the thai basil and, i'm so glad you yeah. asked <laughs> Because in spokane you know i want to tell the people where to go what day to go what time to go to so um I go to a few, all, all of them, actually, yeah. even in the valley. Because everyone's got their own specialty, right? Correct, correct. Okay. And if you're out of one thing, you can call another and go check it out, too. Um, I go to um, a rental market on Trent quite a bit, and I've become really close oh, with right the owners. That's right, by my office. Is I it, haven't walked in yet. Yes, they're amazing. Mm. They've been there 50 years, and they're very uh, involved with the community. They give back to the community quite a bit and helping you know, people with, I don't know, different things that they're doing. And I love the whole family. They've been so supportive of my Feeding the Village uh, mission as well. Um, the owner, she's just like um, a mother or an aunt to me now at this point. Aww. They have their fresh produce on Wednesday morning. You want to go early. Because yeah. <laughs> everybody be... <laughs> knows. <laughs> Correct. They're lining up at 630 in the morning. All the fresh ingredients will be gone by noon. So you want to go there on Wednesdays. Um, about 7 a.m. And then people will be lining up at 6.30 at the door. And then Oriental, uh, that's Oriental Market on Trent. And then at um, Best on Sprague, they have their produce on when, uh, no Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a lot of it will be gone. Same with Asian World uh, Fridays. And then there's a new one, Sing or Song or Sam on Mission. They just open up by a... Um, Let's see, they're Burmese families okay. that open up that um, that store. And I love seeing all the different spices ingredients. spices from the world come from that area. Correct, too, right? correct. Yeah. yeah, from India there, yeah. from China. Um, and then the Valley one, I don't go there often because I'm up north, so it's a quite bit a of a drive. drive correct. Yeah. Um, what other ones out there? I think those were the ones. You know, go on Wednesday yeah. at on Trent, at the Asian world, and then Fridays for all the other ones. Yeah. And if you have questions about these ingredients, just ask. They know they have a lot of American customers that come in that don't know ingredients. You just have to know what to ask. And also on my blog, I have a lot of these ingredients featured in photos. Go on my blog, um, ask me a question, send me a message, or look, search for ingredients for galangal, lemongrass, kaffir lime leaves, and screenshot these images, you know, and just show them what you're looking for and you'll be on your way to cooking thai food in oh time. my goodness <laughs> you're you you're making it easy for us you're building those bridges 
and thank you for sharing, you know, your mission with us to feed the village. I can't wait to hear more about that. Uh, Suwani, thank you for joining us today. Um, anything else you want our listeners to know? Um, I think we covered everything. So thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to talk about all this. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you.